this is Anna. Welcome to ReaderPod Podcast. I am so appreciative. Thank you so much for talking with me. I know that you must be busy now. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Anna. I always make time for you. I'm very excited to be here. Yay. I definitely have to talk about getting you in for an in-store author event. And also the Wondering Women want to do your book as well. So we will thank you very much. Fantastic. That sounds very exciting. I am looking forward to both of those. Wonderful book. Congratulations. Thank you. On the banjo prize in 2020. You must have been pleased. Absolutely. Tell us about winning the banjo. Oh, it was pretty incredible. So obviously it happened back in September 2020. So it is that experience very much of which writers talk about and you kind of, when you're thinking about getting published, you kind of dream of that moment when someone rings you up and gives you that experience of that phone call. And so very much for me, that was the experience of that phone call and I'm just so grateful that I got it. I had no expectations, you know, I mean, uh, for me, I felt very much that this was like my apprenticeship novel, you know, like I had nil expectations. So for me, I I, I very much went through that process of I had an Excel spreadsheet of everyone to submit to. And I started submitting to publishers as well as competitions, because for me, sending it to the banjo was very much like, okay, cool. That's HarperCollins, tick, you know, they'll they'll reject it. Okay. And then I can move on to Hachette and tick, and then I can move on to you know, like that was, you know, in my head. Um, so it was incredibly unexpected and and sort of that memory that you then package up and hold on to for when everything is not so good. <laughs> so, yes, so it was wonderful and I'm very, very grateful for all that it has brought since then. So I know that you've come into the shop for a couple of author events and I didn't know you were actually writing, writing. I thought you were doing your apprenticeship novel. This is an apprenticeship Yeah, well, I think you don't know know sort of where you're at and I certainly I mean I guess you hope that what you're writing will connect with people but I mean I like for me I I guess the way I looked at my own experience was well I don't have a, this huge string of publications behind me I, I haven't done a creative writing degree I, and when people start talking about writing and narrative voice and point of view you know like all these things I've learned along the way right like none of that did I know so I I had all those doubts and I had no idea if what I was doing was anywhere we're kind of close and, and it absolutely I mean what I think what is important to understand I guess for your listeners that is that you know it's it very much is not the first draft you know this is the culmination of uh, so many people helping me out and generously kind of giving me their time and their feedback and at each stage you know that manuscript has gotten better because someone has given me their time and someone has given me their knowledge and I was able to then incorporate it so what was submitted to the banjo was not my first draft because because the actual fact was, obviously, back in 2018, when the, the first year of the banjo, I did put my first draft of that manuscript in and it did nothing, you know. And that's because I did not know what I didn't know. I had at the time written a first draft and went, woo, you know, that's that's it, isn't it? You now send it out. Not knowing that you have to then spend so much time kind of like sort of polishing it and editing it and, and making sure every chapter is fighting for its place in the, the novel. And that was, and that's what I mean by apprenticeship novel in the sense that because I had by that point redrafted it so many times and it had not been quite there for the person who looked at it, I was convinced in my own head that it wasn't ready and it will be the next novel, which I was then started working on. So it was definitely a wonderful surprise. <laughs> Have you practiced your elevator speed? What is this book about? I don't want to give spoilers at all. <laughs> 
no no so no spoilers because it's yes it's crime fiction so definitely no spoilers so basically the torrent is a police procedural set in northern new south wales and it follows my protagonist kate miles who is a very heavily pregnant cop in her last week of work before she goes on maternity leave so basically when we when we find her she is in the middle of investigating an armed hold up at a local fast food restaurant and while she's in the middle of that she essentially gets diverted by her boss into also reviewing this case which involved a flood death so that the town experienced summer flooding and there was a number of fatalities and she's essentially required to look at one of those deaths and look at that case file again so I guess what her boss wants from her is for her to review the case file and write a quick report but that's really not how Kate works so the story goes on from there beautifully from there there was one time when I was reading it and I was meant to go to sleep at nine I was reading it at quarter to ten that never happens for me oh wow oh that's so good to hear I love that that's actually that's like real reader feedback you know when they can't put it down so that that's actually thank you that's like a huge compliment oh now you have been said that there's a new contender for the queen of Australian crime as well high praise you must be so proud wow yes so I was kind of completely shocked at sort of the reception it's been having because again honestly certainly when I was it is incredible and I still think I can't still quite get my head around it but I feel it's quite incredible that authors that I have on my bookshelves are sort of having these reactions to my book it feels the wrong way around and it feels really not quite right and I and I and my reactions to that are quite like are you sure are you positive you read the right book anyway so you know it feels still completely unbelievable to me that I firstly get to share the shelves with these people but then the fact that they are saying these incredibly generous generous things so completely unbelievable and really that that final editing stage you know like the proofread stage I must say I wrote in like absolutely bathed in sort of anxiety because I was like oh far out this is the last time I get to look at these words and it's going to go out and and I also knew that that was the time where the advanced reader copies had gone to I guess all my favorite kind of authors and it felt absolutely excruciating like I couldn't it's just so anxious at that particular moment in time because I guess it's almost sort of the people you want to impress the most or you respect them so much that it feels excruciating that they're reading your words um so and then I guess it's the first time I've ever gone through that experience so I probably built it up in my head where more than it needs to be but anyway so I am incredibly incredibly grateful for our Catherine Kovacic that was just amazing yes so I didn't expect that (laughs) oh I can get used to it this was fantastic it doesn't go far enough it was so good oh thank you I I don't know when the novelty of having a book set in Australia will ever wear off but this book could not have happened anywhere else and for me that was just fantastic yeah no that was really interesting the the sort of setting was really interesting because I guess for me so I guess that original idea of a flood very much inspired by sort of the 2010-11 floods which you know where the Brisbane River flooded and these sort of those iconic sort of news images which a number of years later when I was kind of playing around with ideas that's what kind of I, I sort of thought about that and that's what came to me and I thought oh wouldn't a sort of crime sort of involving sort of a natural disaster or a flood be sort of an interesting idea so that's kind of where that came from and then the setting I needed a kind of a setting where big floods could occur 
<laughs> you know, so I was very much, I guess, because that original inspiration was based on those kind of Southeast Queensland, Northern New South Wales floods. I automatically kind of, that's where my brain went to in terms of locating this story. But then in saying that, I was very, very wary of locating it in Queensland, knowing that it was a detective fiction. I was wary of sort of taking on a brand new state and legislation that I wasn't familiar with at all. Like I was already taking on sort of a police procedural. So I wanted to locate it south of the border. And, and that area I'd kind of visited over the years for work, sort of various work projects. And one of the spots I did visit, Mwilumba and Kondong, that area. And so then when I was kind of starting to think about a location, I went, oh, what about there? I know the Tweed River floods. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how that came about. And then I just obviously really wanted it to be a fictional town because it would give me that flexibility to kind of really do what I want with it. I, I didn't want the constraints of a real town and obviously getting things wrong and, and you know, actual people living there. So fictional version of that area, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. Adamant that I've been there. Oh, so short. Fantastic. Oh, even better. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for saying that, Anna. So where to from here? You're going around, fingers crossed. Yeah. So, um, you know, a number of virtual events that we're hoping to put on and, yeah, and hopefully people can kind of come along to that so that they don't miss out because I was like, really looking forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, your next one. Did you get a contract for two? Yeah, so so actually I was out on social media today. So we're basically very lucky. So, so as I was saying, Anna, before when I was querying the manuscript that became the torrent, I was writing another one. So I was starting to write another one, and um, which is the second in the series. And so basically, when Banjo happened and all the rest of it, whilst I was editing that for HarperCollins for publication, I was also trying to finish off the second one in the background. And what happened was I was very lucky that I kind of managed to finish it in time, obviously reviewed it, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff, and then submitted it to them and they were happy with it. So yay, phew. Um, and then we also kind of put a little, I guess with my agent, we kind of put a storyline or a, I had an idea for a third book and I put a sort of a line together and we pitched it as sort of a two book and HarperCollins were very generous as to uh, they yes to that. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so there's basically, yes. Yeah, so I have this two book deal for like book two and book three so book two has obviously already been submitted which I will be editing this year at the same time as writing the third in theory and and that is what I think to do yes well you are busy <laughs> no yes I know you uh, foolishly kind of take these things on and you know hope, hopefully I'll be able to reach that that deadline I mean yeah so it was really interesting because obviously the two books I've done before has not been to deadline so this will be my first book to deadline so it'll be um, very interesting. <laughs> yes. Wonderful way to do it though. So rather than getting the high of the first one and then trying to write another one, you're already one book in. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's out of like pure luck and the timing as well, because I guess, as I said, so the banjo was 2020 September and sort of publication is 2022 February, you know, so there's quite a bit of time there and it wasn't like all of that time was spent on editing because there was definitely gaps in between. You did a structural and then there was quite a few months in between because that publication time frame was a little year and a bit away. So I did have that time. I just sort of, I definitely didn't want to twiddle my thumbs. And, and I think a lot of my anxiety 
about the process and all of that, I buried that in doing another book because I could hide from all what was happening in the other book. And actually, I think that my anxiety was at, was at its worst when I had finished the book and I had nothing else to do. And I was like, oh, now what do I do? Now I can just, just spend my brain power getting worried about everything. You know? So, yes, yeah. Congratulations. You should be so proud. This is fantastic. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so what are you reading at the moment? So basically, I literally just started um, the lovely Anita Heiss's um, Billa Yaradangalangdere. I hope I'm saying that properly. Uh, but River of Dreams. Yeah, incredible about the, the floods in Gundagai and the First Nations people who were pivotal in kind of saving a lot of the townsfolk during that flood, you know, and it's it's only sort of now getting recognised. And she's done this incredible book that looks at country and that ongoing connection to country, which is, you know, I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah, so I'm reading that. Oh, that's so good. Thank you so much for speaking with me this afternoon. I so appreciate it. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so thanks for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. See you next time on Read a Pod Podcast. Thank you.